Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Mac and Guillo. I'm Mindong. 155 days until the 2023, 2023 season tips off. Indeed it is. And uh been a slow offseason for us thus far. We do apologize, but we're back in a very big way. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast today as we welcome former Niagara star, ready to debut for Georgia this upcoming fall. Noah Thomason's here today. Noah, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. And uh, season's obviously 155 days away. How excited are you for this upcoming season? Um, man, I'm excited, man. Just the opportunity to um to play for this prestigious university, University of Georgia. Um, I can't wait to start playing games. I, I can't even wait to, you know, get ready for practice tomorrow. Yeah, we know you just uh you said you moved in yesterday. What was that like? It was dope, man. It was a good experience. Uh, you know, whole coaching staff and, and our GAs and our managers all helped me kind of move in. So it was it was actually an easy process of moving in itself, but it was it was kind of chaotic trying to go around campus, a lot bigger campus than Niagara to get all my stuff and my books ready for class. Absolutely. Georgia's a very big campus, very familiar with it as I go to Clemson. So Georgia's right down the street from me. But uh, let's talk about you. what do you say? I said for sure, Clemson. Yeah, this is a good yes, school. Sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. But uh, you've had a fantastic career thus far. Uh, let's take it back all the way to the beginning, though. And uh, first off, the main question, how'd you get into basketball growing up? Um, My, my mother's a big fan. She's actually never played, but uh, she probably watches it more than I do of in a sense of just, you know, studying the game. So it started from an early age of just her kind of, you know, make me as a, as a toddler sit and watch basketball. So I just fell in love with it after that. Was there a guy you liked watching growing up? Like who was your favorite player growing up? Well, I'm from Houston. So obviously Tracy McGrady was a, was a, a huge impact on me just watching him play every night. I mean, we got to watch the, the whole NBA, but for the most part, we got the local game. So the only time I got to really watch other players play was when they played the Rockets. So it started out as Tracy McGrady, and then as he kind of, you know, went through his career, I became a, I became a Kobe fan a little bit. Uh, rest in peace his soul. Then, you know, lately I've been a LeBron fan ever since. I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. So it's a debatable take on here. Uh, we're big <laughs> we're big Jordan guys, but we respect LeBron obviously. But um. Let's talk about now high school, going into college. How many schools were you offered uh, coming out of high school, and uh, what was that process like for you? Um, you know, I, I kind of had an inter interesting story, man. I mean, I didn't make varsity as a freshman. Um, originally, I didn't make varsity as a sophomore either, and, and I was a lot smaller than what I am today. I'm like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, with shoes on. Um, and I kind of just hit a growth spurt my, my, like that sophomore year, and then they moved me up to varsity. Um, I remember my first JV game, I scored 40 points. And then they moved me up to varsity, I scored 15, and we just kind of got the ball rolling after that. Um, my recruitment went slowly. Um, I actually didn't have any Division One offers until March of my senior year, which is Houston Baptist, that I ended up taking. Um, I know, you know, when it was down to that process, it was um, Houston Baptist, McNeese State, and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Those were the other two D1s that were trying to, you know, get visits lined up. But me being a kid from Houston, I was like, look, man, this is school is 12 minutes away from the crib. Let's go and do it. So. Um, I really didn't have a, a, a recruiting story. I, I, I didn't go on any official visits out of high school. I just said, I'm gonna commit to Houston Baptist and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, you played one, uh, you played one year there. You averaged four points and a rebound off the bench. What was the process like for you as a freshman, uh, go in your first year of college basketball? It was, it was hard, man. You know, coming off of, of my senior year, averaging 20 a game, being unanimous district MVP, first team all grade at Houston, first team all area, first team all state. Um, when you hear those type of accolades, you think of NBA pros getting those type of numbers. So um, 
you know, the level that I had played myself into, I had a, a standard and expectations for myself. And it didn't align with, you know, the plan at Houston Baptist. Um, it was something where I showed signs of be, be, being really a good player. But, you know, I'm a, I was a freshman. I wasn't mature enough to handle that yet. So I went through ups and downs the whole year. Um, we struggled. We won four games. So that was a tough process, too. Um, you know, I, I try not to just be negative about it. I learned a lot of things. I learned from a lot of great players. I was very efficient there. So um, at the end of the year, man, even though I was four points a game, I, I went at the end of the season to the offseason very positive about my numbers uh, going into year two for me. Yeah. Speaking of year two, you decide to enter the portal after your freshman year. You go over to Butler Community College in Kansas. First off, how how did you really get there and what was that JUCO route like for you? Um, so I, I, like I said, I, I was very positive on my numbers. I, I knew that I had a chance to either go to another division one and have to sit out a year. Cause this is before the, you know, how the transfer portal is now. Um, dang, I sound like an old guy, but the way I'm talking, but, um, I either had a chance to go to another low major division one or go play for a really big time junior college. So, um, when I ended the portal, man, my, my phone blew up literally. Like I had to tell schools that I wasn't interested or, I wasn't looking at those different schools. Um, I originally wanted to go to Chipola Junior College out of Florida, um, but their head coach, Brennan Foley, he ended up taking an assistant job at the University of Buffalo. So, um, you know, I was down to Chipola and Butler. So after that, man, the assistant coach from Chipola that was recruiting me a little bit, he said he's taking a job at Butler, the assistant job at Butler. So I said, hey, man, it's kind of, you know, this, this is going to work out. So I just decided to go to Butler in Kansas. Yeah, what would you learn from your JUCO experience? Um, it made me appreciate basketball a lot. It made me it it it, it made me realize I loved it because um, I mean everybody knows the, the crazy stories about junior college, man. You're in a dorm, you're not getting the the the, the treatment that you get at Division One. So for me to go from a Division One and see how they work at that level to go to a junior college, you know, the blessing about Butler is, man, it's not too far off. You know, they do everything like they're a powerhouse, like they're a big time school. So I, I give credit to Kyle Fisher and his staff there. Um, you know, we didn't have all the resources, but, you know, we, we traveled well um, and we, we got decent gear enough to where, you know, it wasn't a big drop off of Division One. So um, I learned a lot, though. I, mean, I learned how to win again, you know, going from a team that won four win, I mean, four games at Houston Baptist, which is now Houston Christian, to a team that won 17 games that was nationally ranked the entire season. So um, the standard of how we did things at Butler was a lot different than how we did at Houston Baptist. Definitely agree. And the numbers spoke themselves at Butler, 15 points a game, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, all KJ, CCC, second team. How did you think your season went? I know you said nationally ranked all year. Did you guys make the postseason? I couldn't find anything about that. So um, the way they do it in junior college, if you're ranked, you go to Hutch, so it, it, which is the national tournament. So the Jayhawk, in my opinion, is the best junior college league in the country. I mean, uh, you know, just, just some names to throw out that was in our league that year. You got guys like Tyler Perry that was, that's at Kansas State. Denver Jones is going to Auburn. I mean, the list goes on and on. Muhammad DR that was at Missouri this past year. Uh, Dalen Rizzo was at Georgia. Now he's at Missouri State. Tim Dagler. I mean, I can go on all day. Um, but so the way it worked was the rankings come out on Monday. So um, we played Coffeeville, which won a national t uh, championship that year. And Cali, who, was, who played in the championship game and lost to Coffeeville. We played those two that week, so we ended up getting knocked out of the, the national rankings. And then we played Garden City. And like I said, they had a hell of a guard, Denver Jones, who, who gave us that blues. And he actually ended our season very early. We got upset in our in our um, conference tournament. So um, we didn't make it to the national tournament. Yeah, and uh, obviously after 
your JUCO year. You decided to transfer and ultimately committed to Niagara. How did you come to the decision, being from Houston, going all the way to New York? Um, well, it, it's actually funny. I, I tell the story all the time. So their assistant coach, Coach Kevin Devitt, he recruited me to UAB out of high school as a, as a sophomore, junior. He invited me to elite camp. Was kind of talking to me for a little bit. Um, I obviously didn't fit what they needed at, at the time, so they didn't offer me. But we stayed in touch, and um, he noticed I was one of the top junior college point guards in the country. So he reached out to me and was like, "Hey, do you remember me?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure." And we just kind of rekindled that relationship. And then when it was time for me to make a decision, I was down to a couple of schools. And, you know, Niagara just kind of told me, like, we need a guard to come in and play. And I didn't want to go back to a situation like Houston Baptist where I wasn't playing. Um, so it, it just made sense. Greg Paulus, he played at Duke. Like, to learn from a guy that's been at where I am now, at the time where I was trying to get to, um, is always a blessing. You know, um, you know, he's taught me so much. So it, it made sense, you know, just looking at it before I even got there, I knew it was going to be a good thing. Definitely. Worked out very well your first year. 11 points per game, three rebounds. Three and a half assists, season high of 27 against Marist. Team success was very good as well. Obviously fell short to Monmouth by three in that final game. Uh, take us back to that season, what that was like, and what those emotions were in that uh, final game your junior year. Um, coming in, I knew we were going to have a team that had a lot of continuity. I mean, uh, we were one of the oldest teams in the country that year. Um, I was a junior, and I think I was one of the youngest on our team. So I knew coming in I was going to be that that void that they needed, you know, that, that extra guy that can help them get, you know, get over the hump. Um, so we had a hell of a guard, you know, named Marcus Hammond that, that ended up going to Notre Dame. And we actually had some young guys too, that, that ended up, you know, leaving Niagara and, and now they're revitalizing their career, just like, you know, kind of how I did, but we had talent, you know, it just, we, we played a tough moment team who had some, some, some future European pros. And, um, you know, we, we played them in Atlantic city, New Jersey, their Jersey school was just kind of tough, man. Just, you know. But the, the, the overall look of the season was we were really good. I think if if we had, you know, one more guy, I think we could have really did something special. Yeah, like you said, uh, you guys lost to Monmouth in the conference tournament or in the conference finals by three. What was the emotions uh, felt in that game? Um, it hurt, man. Even though I was there for only a couple months, you know, to be with some dudes that had been in that program four or five years, um, it definitely hurt. It was a lot of crying and a lot of hugging and, um, certain guys wouldn't take their uniforms off, you know, to hear those type of things of, of how you've affected their life in, the, in a short period of time is always a blessing. Uh, I knew it was going to be my last game playing with Marcus Hammett, uh, you know, so it was after we lost, I was sad, but I knew I had a lot of work to do because I was going to have to fill that void next season. What was definitely filled by you, phenomenal second season, 19 and a half points per game, which was the most in the MAAC, four rebounds, three and a half assists, 48% from the field, 38 and a half from three. Mac and a son challenge, challenge MVP in end selection to the all Mac first team, NABC, all district honors, the accolades go on career high 35 against Kinesis eclipsed a thousand points. Great team success, obviously made to the MAAC semifinals and ended up losing. I believe it was to Iona. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of that second season though at Niagara? Um, I almost didn't know it was going to happen. I mean, uh, like I said, you know, Marcus Hammond averaged 18 points a game. I averaged 11. So I'm at the time, I'm thinking, can I do this? You know, am I good enough to do it? And, um, you know, it started off rocky. At first, first game, we had two points. You know, one of one of nine from shooting. Second game, I didn't play well either. And then we went to Ireland where I got Mac A. Sun um, challenge MVP. I scored 29. And after that, it just, you know, my teammates had confidence in me. And it was a new team. So it was, it was definitely a lot harder than my first year because, 
Um, you didn't know what you're going to get out of guys, you know, with a new team. It's it's 10 new guys. Um, all those core values that you had in the year one are gone. You're going to have to redo it again. Um, obviously, that's the state of college basketball now. It is what it is. But, I mean, when you're talking about in our conference where, you know, you got a hell of a Hall of Fame coach, Rick Pitino, um, and you got good guards from Siena. You got good guards from St. Peter's. I mean, it's just a tough league every single night. So for us to do how we did, I, I think, you know, we we achieved higher than what people thought we were going to do. I mean, most everybody thought we were going to be tied for ninth and we ended up finishing fourth. So um, overall, it was a great season. I, I mean, I really didn't even think about the success that I had. I was just more worried about trying to win. Definitely. And this offseason, you decided to test the NBA draft waters. What was that process like and what did you learn about your game and yourself? Um, it was dope, man. I mean, to hear from, from NBA uh, scouts and stuff like that of, of kind of where I fell at in the draft and stuff like that. And uh, the feedback that I got back from different, you know, people around the country was was definitely a, a an honor to hear. Uh, you know, it, it was something cool. I knew I wasn't going to keep my name in unless I had the opportunity to go to the combine and uh, play my way up into the draft. But to even work out and, and get that feedback was was a was a, a hell of an experience. And like you said, decided to withdraw, enter the portal. What was this recruiting process like after that phenomenal season you just had this past year? Oh, man, it was hectic. I mean, just hearing from all these different big-time programs. Um, you know, I mean, when you talk about a kid that didn't have an offer out of high school, um, when you're talking about a kid that didn't have an offer out of high school, man, to go on and hearing, you know, you first enter the portal, you got schools like um, you, you go to Clemson. Clemson hit me up, Butler. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, like all these different schools, Georgia, um, Pitt, Penn State, like St. John's, like it, it, it's it's a blessing to be in this position. Um, you know, it can become overwhelming at times just hearing all these different good coaches that you that you grew up watching on TV um, reach out to you. That it, I mean, it was dope. I mean, I actually didn't want to enter the portal at first. I was like, I'm gonna go back to Niagara. I think I I posted it actually, like you know, I'm gonna come back. I'm just gonna enter the draft and I'm gonna do my last year here. When I started seeing all the guards in our league that that had successful seasons in the report, I was like, man, I got I got to do it too. I mean, um, I don't think I could pass up on these opportunities. So it was definitely a, a unbelievable experience. Yeah, and you recently signed with Georgia. What made you intrigued about Georgia? Well, when you when you look at you know my final three, you got Penn State, Pittsburgh, and Georgia. Um, all unbelievable programs. Great coaching staffs. Um, there's nothing bad to say about any coaching staff that has reached out to me in this process. Um, but when I started looking at where can I see myself playing at in a year, uh, when I visit here at Athens, man, uh, it felt like, you know, the suburb that I'm from in Houston. Um, it wasn't too chaotic. It was easy to get around. It's in the middle of nowhere, which I think works well for me so I can focus on basketball and school. My dad lives in my dad and my grandmother lives in Atlanta, which is like an hour and 30 minutes. So it was going to be easy for my mother to get in to watch me play. And then we're talking about the SEC, if not one of the best conferences in the country. I mean, you got Kentucky, Tennessee, the list goes on, Alabama, Auburn. Like, I mean, I've dreamed of playing in the SEC. I mean, being a Texas kid, you know, watching Texas A&M, watching LSU, um, all these different schools that are close to my house. I mean, it was just an opportunity I couldn't pass up on. And then Mike White is a is a is a really good man. Like you know, he, he flew out to see me in Niagara multiple times, and he even flew to go see my mother in Dallas. So that was that was the icing on the cake for me. Definitely agree. And uh, one of your childhood friends, Justin Hill, is actually on Georgia. Talk about how exciting it is just playing with him once again. 
I mean, you know, I met Justin, we were eight years old, man. And um, I'm actually in, the, in 2019, he was 2020. So he's playing up with us. So to see him grow and not only, you know, do what he's doing, um, it was cool. I mean, we were, we were AAU teammates in the seventh grade, you know, and, and I don't think we would have ever thought we'd have been playing for University of Georgia. Well, I don't think I would have been thinking I was playing for University of Georgia, but, you know, when, when Georgia reached out and I called him like, hey, man, you know, tell me about your program, you know, keep it real with me. He kept it 100% real with me. And then when I got here on my visit, he picked me up from the airport and we just kind of hit it off and we just kind of started reminiscing about those old times. And, and it was a good experience for me. Um, so it's dope to be playing, you know, with one of the guys that I met when I wasn't necessarily this good. So, yeah. What goals do you have for yourself and your team for next season? Well, obviously I want to, you know, I obviously don't need to average 20 points a game. You know, I'm going to be playing with a lot of really good talent. I think we have a chance to do something special here in the SEC um, and kind of bring Georgia basketball back. But obviously, you know, to, to be the best version of myself, I'm not going to sit here and put a, a accolade on myself, um, you know, because this is a level of, of, you know, that's different from the MAC or MAAC, excuse me. But um, I mean, it'd be cool to get those accolades, but I'm more important about winning. Um, a goal to, for me is, is not necessarily statistic wise, but to be a leader. Um, this is year five for me. I, I want to be a leader for these young guys that we have. Um, you know, we have one of the top freshman recruiting classes in the country. So to help them grow and, um, you know, and just kind of be there and be an extension of Coach White. Definitely. The team goals is obviously to make it to the tournament. That You know, I think that should be the goal. But, you know, you can't – you, you got to stay, you know, where your, where your shoulder's at, where your, where your feet are at, man. I think we just got to take it one day at a time and, and kind of see what happens. Um, the, the, the first goal is just to make sure everybody gets to practice on time tomorrow. 100%. And uh, this is one of our favorite questions to ask. Of all time in your basketball career, toughest player to guard, and toughest player to score on ever. Oh man! So let's see. Toughest player to guard because he's my position. I would tell you who was the best player I played, but the toughest person to guard is probably Quinn Grimes, who plays for New York Knicks. So he's a Houston guy. We played in the same AAU, AAU organization together when I was in the ninth grade, ninth tenth grade. So he's definitely one of the toughest I've ever had to guard. What about score on? Score on. Um, I'm not going to necessarily say one person, but when you talk about like teams, that St. Peter's team that went to the lead eight, they're the only team in my career to ever hold me to zero points. We're playing as many minutes as I did in that game. Um, hats off to Shaheem Holloway. I mean, they, they put it together a great scheme all year. They're the only team that could figure out our little isolation play that I had. Um, they're definitely the toughest guard they've ever had to score. Well, obviously I didn't score on them. So, you know, <laughs> they did a good job. Yeah, shout out Doug Edder on that team. He's now at Bryant, uh, the school I attend. Uh, but yeah, what do you want yeah, to do? Doug, Doug, Doug Edder, that's my guy, Doug Edder, man. Shout out Doug Edder. Yeah, I just saw him this morning. He's pretty cool. Shout out Doug. Uh, but what do you want to do after your basketball career ends? Well, I got my degree, my bachelor's in communication and media studies. Um, I actually want to do a podcast. I, I actually have one that um, it's in the works of being, you know published and getting started and all that stuff so stay tuned for that I, I i guess this is my first time really announcing this news but i have a podcast on the way um broadcasting is, is something i want to get into if not, if not coaching basketball i can see myself being a really good coach at the, at the college level so um if i don't do broadcasting it'd be coaching of some sort giving just giving my knowledge back to the younger generation man I, I think i've learned a lot i know a lot i think i could really help out some young guys definitely love that for you and uh last question uh, obviously the nba finals going on right now currently one one I'm assuming you watched yesterday, but uh, what are your finals predictions and uh, who do you think is going to MVP? 
I think the Nuggets are going to win it in five. I want to see it go, you know, to seven. I want to see it go to the distance, but, you know, they're just more athletic than Miami. They're bigger, faster, stronger. And then they have a generational talent with, with, with the Joker, man. I um I think he's going to win finals MVP, and and um I don't think these games are going to be close. I think I think Miami may have a chance if, if Denver keeps, you know, slacking up on them. You know, Miami's a team. Y'all know what their culture, man, is, is, is about playing hard being physical, being tough. I, you know, Jimmy Butler's a Houston guy, so I want to see him have success, but I don't think they're going to get it done. Yeah, we we agree on that as well. For and sure. We and, uh, yeah, that is all we got for today. Noah, thank you once again for joining us today. Hope you have a great final season at Georgia. Best of luck in the future. Uh, any final words for uh, you as we close this thing out? Uh, nah, man, thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate, you know, sharing my story with you guys. Um I hope you guys can watch some games. I know you're at Clemson. Um, if wherever, you know, out in that area, you, you want to come to the game, just let me know. You always can hit me and come to the game. Of course, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Go dogs. you know what I'm saying? So that's it, man. You know, appreciate it for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much once again. And that is all I got for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. It's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs>